Hey, welcome back to Coast Watch Football. It's the ultimate hub for all things Central Coast Mariners. And we are here for episode three of the 2021 A-League season. Hopefully you guys have been doing okay in lockdown and hopefully this podcast has been helping you get through it. And and, and that's the whole idea, especially with these preseason episodes is is it sort of a bit of a way to, while the football isn't on, to keep you entertained. And, and as you might be able to tell from the title of this episode, we're going to be breaking down the all-time Central Coast Mariners teams. We are going back to 2005 and onwards and putting together a team, a cohesive squad, a cohesive playing squad that's going to be the greatest Mariners um, team of all time. So i um, really, really excited to sort of discuss some of the players from the past that who, you know, it was, it was really interesting sort of going back and looking at all the players and, and you know, remembering so many, so many guys that sort of really, you know, were performing for our club. You know, some, some of their best football was played at the Mariners. And, and obviously we've had so many players going to play for the Socceroos as well. So many big names have played for the Mariners over the, over the, over the years, man. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be great just to sort of dive into that. And would, and again, this is very much interactive. So you can jump into the YouTube comments, jump into the um, social media comments as well, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, of course, Coast Watch Football is now available on all of the social media platforms and all those links down in the description of this podcast. But let's jump straight into the news. And of course, the big one, as we know, the Central Coast Mariners have released their official kits, well, the designs at least, for the for the new kits for the upcoming season. And uh, really, really cool, really, really cool kits. I'll, I'll just say that straight off the bat. And, you know, I, I put up a, just a little short video um, sort of breaking down my reaction sort of when they dropped. And as I mentioned, initially wasn't too, like, I wasn't like, instantly in love but as i sort of mentioned it was like over time just sort of like picking up those little details and and, and sean miller can't mention a little detail as well these little things and i was like you know what these actually are kind of cool seeing seeing sort of the little things then especially how they sort of compare to, to previous mariners jerseys um but surely if you're listening to this podcast you have seen the designs for the new kits the yellow home jersey uh, with the blue strip across the middle, um, the navy away jersey, and then the white third kit, which has the white third kit is actually kind of cool. Well, we actually don't see that many white Mariners kits. I mean, back in the you know back in the early seasons, a lot of our away kits were sort of that 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 white color. But um, the it, this 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 kit has the cool sort of like it's half blue, half yellow on the collar, um, and then I think on this on the sort of the the sleeves as well. There's like a little sort of trim of like blue and yellow it looks really cool and of course across the across uh, the main the main sponsor um and that's actually another piece of news mate have been announced as the major sponsor for central coast mariners for this upcoming season the sauce bottles of course will still be remaining at central coast stadium such an iconic part imagine dude i can't imagine a mariners game at central coast stadium without those sauce bottles hey so um good to know that master foods are sticking around and the sauce bottles are sticking around but mate uh have been announced as a major sponsor for the mariners for the upcoming season and yes they will be plastered across the front of the jerseys but yeah looking at the jersey i mean paladin paladin sports who i mean we mentioned it in last week's episode we broke that news that um well not broke the news but but you know dived into the news that that um that paladin were going to be the 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 kit manufacturers for the upcoming season of of course they made um phoenix's phoenix's kit for 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 last year and which was a really really dope kit so you know a lot of anticipation to see what they were going to create and i think they've really delivered here and you know i'm undecided which one i'm going to pick up because my 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 first thought is navy and it still is 
But I do like the white one. And as I mentioned, we don't see that many white kits. And the yellow one is actually pretty sick too. But I actually, that's why I've got this bad boy out. They've got the, um, what season is this from, man? I think it's 15, 16. I think it's either, it's either 15, 16 or 16, 17. And this is like sort of, you can actually sort of tell compared to sort of the yellow on the scarf here that this is sort of that fluoro um, yellow jersey. I actually wore that in the first episode of the podcast, I think, this season. Um, but yeah, really, really dope kit. So I had to get that out as my favorite Mariners kit. But man, these ones are certainly looking fresh. So again, let me know which one will you guys be picking up? And it's, I mean, the reactions from the fans seemed kind of mixed. I saw comments of like people like not really digging it and and some people loved it you know it's 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 a design where you know some people saying that it was a bit sort of underwhelming a bit plain a bit boring um but i think they just look really clean and i think as well we have to remember that like this is just like sort of like a graphic design that was just on done on a computer it's going to be interesting to see what they look like in person sometimes the colors and stuff can and the patterns can look a bit different in person and as well like with the full kits with the shorts with the socks um, you know, assuming with that home jersey, it's going to be the blue shorts and, and probably yellow socks. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, they, they're looking fresh. They're looking fresh. So I can't wait for them to come out. And of course, they will be available for pre-order October 1st. So make sure to jump in and get your hands on one of these new Mariners kits. Um, and then as well, we had uh, the FFA Cup kicked off last week, the round of 32, which was great to have football back. Uh, the only A-League team involved in action at the moment was Brisbane Raw. So interesting to see um, our A-League rivals in action there. And they had a pretty comprehensive performance against Peninsula Power, winning 3-0. Um, up there in Queensland, Edge Hill United played Gold Coast United with the Knights. Sorry, Gold Coast Knights with the Knights picking up a 2-0 victory. And then some more football coming um, in the upcoming week as well. Queensland Lions and Casarina play each other tonight, actually in the FFA Cup, Tuesday night. And then Florida Athena face Adelaide United again. Um, some more A-League rivals playing in the FFA Cup, which is, for the first time ever, an FFA Cup being an FFA Cup game being played on a weekend. That is happening on Sunday, the 26th of September, 3 p.m. our time. So um, great, to, great to have football back and hopefully we'll get some news on terms of, I mean, at least with the FFA Cup, right? Which obviously, surely that will be kicking off um, prior to the A-League season. And, and you know, I was obviously still seeing sort of how things are playing out with with the pandemic and everything, but hopefully we can get some football happening um, real, real soon. And that's what I'm excited about too. I know these episodes are really, really fun to do talking about all this other stuff, but I'm just itching to sort of dive into the football and really sort of, you know, be chatting to you guys about that. So hopefully we, that can happen sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, man, th- th- those are the only news stories from the past week. Haven't heard much um, in the way of transfer news, uh, any no transfer rumors. Um, of course, we mentioned it, uh, yeah, it was in last week's podcast, the Dan Bowman thing, which came up on Instagram, which was an interesting one. Uh, and still nothing announced yet. And uh, just sort of keeping our eyes and ears out for that. So if you haven't heard, you can jump back to check out the previous podcast if, if you want to sort of check out the details but just very briefly instagram post from um what who we think is dan bowman's agent or like uh zion sports Spanish zion sports management apologies if i'm getting that wrong but um on instagram there was a post shared saying dan but you know preparing for the new season or something like that so interesting stuff so we'll keep our eyes and ears open for that one but let's jump into the topic 
to this podcast, we are going to be breaking down our team for uh, the, the the greatest team. We're going through history, man, and 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 you know, I, I know some of the some of some of the the viewers of the podcast, maybe sort of y- like younger fans who have just sort of recently come onto you know join the Mariners fan base in recent years, and obviously there's 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 listeners of the podcast who have been there since day one, and. You know, I, I actually mentioned it in the, in the YouTube intro that we did here for Coast Watch Football. Me personally, I've, what was I, nine years old, I think, when season one kicked off. Um, so in a way, I've grown up with the Mariners and grown up, you know, really adoring some of those players in those early seasons. And, um, but obviously having a bit more sort of an, of an in-depth knowledge as I sort of grew up and came, in, came into like my teenage years. Hey, so... Um, in this episode, we're really going to be highlighting the defenders and, and goalkeeper department and sort of, you know, the next next episode will be on the midfielders and then finally on the forwards because, man, it, I mean, these episodes could go on forever because there's, be so, there's going to be so much to dive into. It's really, really exciting. So um, let's jump to the goalkeepers. And this is probably the – goalkeeper was probably the easiest position to choose and – I don't think anyone isn't going to be choosing Matt Ryan as the number one Mariners keeper, right? And not only was he an incredibly consistent performer at a high level while he was playing at the Mariners for a couple of years there, but, you know, he's obviously gone on to do incredible things overseas in Europe and obviously the has, has been the top gloveman, um, glovesman for the Socceroos for, for a number of seasons now, for a number of years now. And, uh, you know, he's, he's played with Brighton in the Premier League, Arsenal, spent some time at Arsenal. You know, he, he, I think he's playing in, the, in, the, in, in Spain now as well. So um, he's had a fantastic career and it's hard to sort of, you know, as I mentioned, I think everyone's going to be picking him as sort of like the number one keeper for the Mariners. Um, so not, not much else to say about Matt Ryan because, you know, he's, his sort of career speaks for himself, but he was a fantastic sort of servant for the club while he was here. And I do remember, I think it was... I think it was the 10-11 season. And this is, I'm just going off the top of my head here, so I could totally be wrong. But I remember Jess Van Stratton, who is now our goalkeeping coach. I think he got injured against, oh man, was it Melbourne Hart? I think in like round one. I remember like, I remember it was round one. I think Jess Van Stratton, who was was our keeper at the time, um, got injured and Matty Ryan came on for his debut. And obviously he's a young keeper. We hadn't really seen much of him at all. And uh, I think from there, he just like stayed in. He like, he managed to stay in the whole time and, and sort of kept Jess Van Stratton out. Um, he kept Jess Van Stratton out for like the rest of his time at the club. So um, Matt Ryan in goals. And for backup keeper, we're going to touch on it because we're going to be doing a bench as well because I mean, some of these positions were really hard. So I had to do a bench. It was toss. It was a toss up between Danny Vukovic and, and Mark Birigidi. And I've gone for Mark Birigidi. And I think because especially in the last season, we can't underplay the importance of Mark Birigidi to our side. Um, he's so crucial to our defensive structure and he's such a passionate guy and you can just tell that just by watching him, you know, he he's communicating with his defenders, but he, you know, and he, sometimes you get, you see him, he gets pretty fired up too, but it's because he's competitive. He wants to win. That's what, that's the kind of spirit that we love to see as Mariners supporters. Um, and you know, it, it, it goes all the way through the team from, from up front to, to right at the back with the goalkeeper and to have someone like Mark Birgitti, who is now an experienced keeper. And you know, he's, he, he, he's spent some time in Europe as well and obviously played it at a couple other A-League clubs in, you know, Newcastle United and Melbourne city. But, you know, especially with him locking in that new contract just recently, as we 
which was in the the news segment for the first episode, first podcast episode for the season. Um, so great to have him stick around, and great to hear that he's really enjoying his time. He enjoys the environment here at the club and and on the coast here. So, Mark Birgitti, Mark Birgitti as a backup keeper, um, would be interested to know. Mark Birgitti, Danny Vukovic. Maybe that could. Maybe we should do that as an as an Instagram poll. Um, yeah, Mark Brigitte versus Danny Vukovic. That would be an inter- interesting one. But apart from that, there weren't necessarily many other Mariners keepers who sort of came up there. I mean, you talk, you kind of like Ben Kennedy. Um, Liam Reddy, Liam Reddy did okay what, uh, with his time here. He, he was really solid. And was obviously still like playing his trade with Perth Glory. Um, um, but apart from, I mean, you've got Matt Trott going back from, from the early days as well. John Crawley in the first season, I think, as well. Um, so let's shuffle on to the outfield players now where we're, we're talking about the back line and we're going to be lining up a right back, two center backs and a left back. And at right back is going to be Mr. Pedjbovic. And I don't think this is a controversial one either. I think, again, this is a fairly safe option. Pedj, um, was a fantastic player and was incredibly fit uh, that was one of his key characteristics, how his incredible engine, his ability to get up the field and defend back and was incredibly balanced as a player, his ability to get forward. And, you know, he chipped in with a couple goals here and there as well. I think he scored a few few free kicks for memory. And his defensive skills were, were on par as well. You know, sometimes you can get those attacking fullbacks who, uh, you know, really sort of speedy and, and love to get up the field and can play in like a really decent delivery. But... It's you know it's it's hard to sometimes find a defender who a right back who is sort of you know really sort of adept at both sides of the game when it comes to attacking and defending. And Pedge was that. Pedge was that, and he was a key cog in our in our championship winning season 2012-2013. And um, you know a guy that I think really cared about the club as well. You know a lot a lot of the players in this team are, are there because because not because of the just because of their performances and 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 their quality, but their connection to the club and you can tell all these players you know there there isn't a player in this list that didn't care for the club so Pedro Boic at right back and um, I mean sticking with the right back position there's a couple sort of other options I was playing up with none of these guys made the bench for me because just in other positions it was a bit stronger but I mean, I was, I was tossing, like, uh, Pedge Bowich was, was number one for me, but Storm Roo, I think, deserves an, an honorable mention because Storm was a, again, a consistent performer in our back line for a number of years there. And, you know, wore, wore the captain's armband a few times there as well. And he was, you know, he was in the side at a time where a lot of players were coming and going and was playing in a back line that was chopping and changing each week, to be honest. And especially in some of those years, their post post 2013 post the championship where the team was inexperienced and you know some of the, I mean when Stormer started playing he was fairly young but you look at him now he's, he's an experienced A-league player um, so worth mentioning him and Andrew Clark as well and again like Andrew Clark one of those sort of those key players in, in our early seasons and he deserves a shout out too because even though I was young at the time and you know I've I have gone back and watched replays of some of those old games as well. Andrew Clark, another one of those guys who who again just really cared about the club and and was was involved with the coaching staff later on as well, you know, all the way up to, you know, twenty thirteen with Graham Arnold and everything. And has of course gone on to to do stuff with Sydney FC and of course the national team with Graham Arnold as well. So Andrew Clark was um, throwing his name in there, but let me know. Have I forgotten any guys at right back? Um, for me, those are those are the sort of the three that I was 
that I was thinking towards. Um, you know, Stefan Negro, of course, had a fantastic season for us. Um, but that's the thing as well. Some of the, the players on these lists, I think you really have to have like at least two or three seasons to really sort of establish yourself as a really, you know, all-time sort of, you know, player, right? Um, but those are my guys for right back. Those are my guys for right back. Central defense, man. This is where it gets juicy. This is where it gets juicy. So because um, for me, there's two players that are locked in. Um, but I think this is one that is, can be you know heavily debated. So for the central back positions, for the fir- I'll, I'll reveal the first one. And I think the first one is probably an easy lock for everyone. And that's Patrick Zonsvike, um, who for me, I might say, I might just, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to say is... I think the greatest Mariners player of all time, of all time. And he, he's certainly our greatest uh, import overseas player that we've had play at the club, in my opinion. Um, I don't think that's, that's, that's a contentious thing to say at all. His defense, his calmness and his, his composure and his ball playing ability, his defensive awareness um, and his leadership was second to none. And you know he 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 came to the club when when he was you know entering sort of I guess the twilight of his career you know I think he was around his mid thirties when he was playing for us in those final years and when you look at when you look at the Mariners back lines over the past you know what has it been fifteen sixteen whatever it is years but you know does Patrick Zonsvike stand out so much. And, you know, I mean, I guess that's unfortunately because we had a number of years there where our backline really wasn't up to standard, um, even on an A-League level. And Patrick Swansvike just steps up, you know, it just pops up so much amongst all those sort of centre backs when you think of um, all the sort of the, def- the defenders that we've had over the years. So Patrick Swansvike, an easy lock for me and probably number one when it comes to this list for greatest Mariners players of all time. Playing alongside him, I do have... Socceroo, an absolute legend, one of my favorite players of all time, Mr. Trent Sainsbury. And of course, uh, I think this is an easy one as well. But Trent is a was a fantastic defender. Um, incredibly, uh, one, of, one of the things that I remember really well is his timing of his tackles, especially his sliding tackles and his ability to win the ball in crucial moments, you know, make, making that last ditch challenge. And I think I mentioned on the podcast a little bit last season when Kai Rolls was really having killer games that some of those tackles were Sainsbury-esque. And that was like a signature thing of Trent Sainsbury's game. And that partnership along Zwanzbike is just was just incredible. And again, that was so pivotal to our championship winning season in 2012-2013. And of course, we know what Trent has gone on to achieve in his career. Of course, playing had a great, is still having a great career with the national squad. And is really one of the has been one of the senior sort of centre backs in the side now for 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 a handful of years as well. So Trent Sainsbury, but I mean this was a contentious one because I mean Alex Wilkinson is certainly up there, and of course still playing with Sydney FC, and it has really sort of become a, an iconic figure there at Sydney FC as well. But you know for several seasons was our was our club captain and really led this team from the back. And uh, actually worth mentioning, um, I remember when I when I was playing club soccer when I was a kid and all like the Mariners players like would go around to like the presentation nights, the presentation days for, for all like the, the, the kids for when they finished their seasons, Alex Wilkinson was that my, was that one of my club things? And I just remember like shaking his hand or something. I don't know. But, um, 
and I was like, I probably would have been 10 or 11 at the time. So that really sticks out for me. Um, and here I am, what, 10 years later, um, talking about him on a podcast. So Alex Wilkinson for me goes on the bench because he was such a consistent performer for the club over so many years and uh, was our club captain for a number of years as well. So fantastic defender and still killing it with Sydney FC. What a legend. And of course, played at a World Cup with the Socceroos. Um, Tony Vidmar was a sort of a name that I was throwing around as well. Uh, again, we know him well in, from the Socceroos side um, and played a couple of years here at the coast. And, you know, another, it, it was great. You know, when you think back to players like him, John Aloisi, these sort of, it was great that we were able to bring those sorts of players in, you know, those quality players, Damian Murray. Um, you know, whether they were only even here for like a season or two, you know what I mean? It was great to have them here at the club. So um, Tony Vidmar, fair shout there. And I was toying around with Kai Rolls and Ruan Tongik after the incredible season they had last year. But as I sort of mentioned before, I think, I, I don't know, I didn't want to jump the gun too quickly and just go like, yeah, Kai Rolls straight into the team, the greatest team of all time. Like, you know, it's, um as a, yeah, I think they'll have to have, if they can have another stellar season this year, then then certainly they can be considered, I reckon. But um that's that doesn't take doesn't take away anything from the incredible year that they had um from this past season. We know how good um Ruan and Kai are. So that rounds out the central defenders, and now we are on to the left back position. And um in my opinion, this is the position where we are the shortest when it comes to those really top quality options for the greatest team of all time, right? And it'll be interesting to see whether you guys agree with that because I mean, just for me, just like looking across the other positions of the pitch, there's so much quality, especially in midfield, up front too. There's plenty of options, um, as we'll be diving into into the upcoming in the upcoming podcast episodes. Um, but for me, at left back goes Josh Rose, and Josh again a key part of our championship winning season, and of course came back to the Mariners after a stint at Melbourne City. And again, a guy that I think really cares about the coast. He, he's, he's got, he's got, his, I think he's got his own football academy that he does here on the coast as well. And again, I mentioned it um, in last week's podcast, how uh, for the MacArthur final game at the back end of last season, um, the, the elimination final, like a couple in the, in the lines, a couple rows next to me was Nick Montgomery and Josh Rose just chilling out. So, um, you know, he still gets along to the games and, 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 and he's still, as far as I know, he's still living on the coast. So, Incredible footballer. Um, scored some cracking goals. I distinctly remember, I think it was a way to, way to Wellington Phoenix where he scored a goal off his right foot. He like cut inside, right foot, curled it in from outside the box. And I was like, man, like to do that on your weaker foot. So he was a player that really had those two feet, which is a great skill to have, especially as a fullback. If you can sort of like play those, make those deliveries off both both feet, really dangerous weapon to have. Um, but yeah, just a fantastic player. Really, really fast. And always a committed, a committed player on the field for the Mariners. So he slots in at left back for me. So for the starting sort of positions there, you're looking at Pedge Bosch, Trent Sainsbury, Patrick like and Josh Rose, which is the exact back four, including Matt Ryan at goals, back five block that we had for our championship winning season, which I don't think that's, you know, it's sort of, you sort of think, oh, well, you're just picking and choosing players from that 2012-13 championship winning season. But... I mean, think about it. Like, there aren't really any other players. Like, that season was just so high for us. That there aren't really any players that sort of come close to that side. I mean, Alex Wilkinson's up there. Obviously, we're talking about these other players sort of in the mix. But they're just a, they're on a tier above. And, the, 
you know, they won the championship for a reason because that was such a fantastic team, of course, coached by Graham Arnold. Um, worth mentioning as well, left back, I did want to throw Dean Heffernan in, in, in there because um, he was one of the, when I was a kid attending Mariners games in those early seasons, he was sort of like an iconic figure. And I remember he was a fan favorite and a lot of fans in the stadium talking about Dean Heffernan. Really excited when Dean Heffernan got on the ball. Um, and he was incredibly, he's incredibly fast, incredibly skillful, loved getting forward, loved trying to, you know, go for goal every now and then. And uh, a player who, again, had, had sort of played some time. I think he spent some time at Wanderers and at Perth Glory, I believe, as well. And But his time at the coast, he was really an iconic figure. Um, but yeah, that that apart from that, there wasn't really any major options um, at, at left back. And no disrespect to all the left back players who have played here for the Mariners. Jack Clisby has been a great servant for the club and especially last season really stepped it up. Um, some other names that are, like Mickey Neal, Michael Neal was sort of playing in there. He was sort of the, um, I guess, the understudy to Josh Rose there. And who else are we thinking for for left back, man? Now I'm racking my brain. I'm just like putting myself on the spot now for left back positions. Um, but that's it. I mean, like that's, that could, that just goes to show sort of how, especially for that left back position, there aren't really any sort of options that jump to mind. So Josh Rose, Dean Heffernan, certainly up there. Let me know if I'm blanking on anyone for left back. Um, that's sort of all I can think of at the moment. But um, man, what do you guys think of that back four? Including those substitutes. I've got Dean Heffernan. I'm putting Dean Heffernan, Alex Wigginson, and Mark Birgitte on the bench. Those are my three... Um, players from sort of the back line that are going on the bench and then man the midfield and the striking department is absolutely stacked can't wait to talk about those departments as well um but with these players man with these players i you know compared you know even like looking for the seasons that have come this mariners team could could you know that bat mariners back line could well keep out any attacking side in the A-League ever, right? I mean, think about, I mean, we're talking not just Mariners now, but the A-League, sort of the greatest attacks of all time. I mean, maybe Brisbane Raw with Barisha, Broich and Enrique. Um, Melbourne City, well, I'll tell you what, Melbourne City's attack is looking pretty good this season with Leckie, Naboot and McLaren. Like, that's lethal, man. Um, that's going to be exciting to see. Well, from a neutral point of view, I guess, not a Mariners point of view. But uh, some of the Melbourne victories attacks were good there as well. Um, you know, Danny Olsop, Archie Thompson, Archie Thompson in his prime. Um, you know, obviously when Borussia was there as well. And, you know, Guy Finkler, uh, Ben Kalfala. Man, we're, we're pulling out some big names and some throwbacks here, aren't we? So, I mean, but this Mariners defense, man, this Mariners defense was just absolutely rock solid. And it was great as well because it was a defense. It was a back line that had a really solid mix of youth and experience. You got the youth in Matty Ryan and Trent Sainsbury. We're talking back in the day. And then you had the experience with Patrick Zonsvike, um, you know, and even Pedge Boach and Josh Rose, which who I would believe were just a little bit older. Was sort of, I think I might've been in their mid twenties or late twenties. Apologies if I'm getting that wrong, but you know, you know what I mean, right? So there was a really solid sort of mix of um, balance of youth and experience, which I think is a really key part to um, to a solid backline. And I think it just goes to show that just our most recent season how that has come into play. We've had we have the experience of the likes of Mark Birigiri, and I mean, whether you want to call Ruan Tongi can experience defender. I mean, he's played at a number of Bailey clubs now. Jack Clisby and Stefan Negro are certainly fairly experienced players as well. I mean, Kyrolls, I mean, well, I guess they're all sort of experienced, but um, they're still sort of all young players, but it was great to have Oli Bizanic, Marco Renya. Again, sort of, those are sort of the key players, Matty Simon, who really bring that experience. And 
yeah, for me, when I look at a successful side in the A-League, they've got really solid, consistent, experienced players and really exciting young players who have a lot of potential. And it's all about trying to get those sort of two dynamics to gel, get those experienced players to be encouraging, helping helping those young players grow. And then those young players making sure that they are performing to the best of their abilities, getting the most out of them. And that's what Graham Arnold did in 2013. So this has almost been like a, a reminiscent episode on, on sort of our glory years there, like 2011, 2012, 2013, when we were involved, involved with, in, a, in a number of grand finals there. Um, but hey, would love to hear what you guys think about this sort of this back one that we've put together. And let me know. I, I mean, it's fairly solid. I, I don't know if you guys would change anything up. Um, but let me know if there's any sort of names that I've forgotten in terms of Mariners, defenders, center backs, right backs, left backs, and goalkeeper department. But for me, those are the names that stand out for me. So in next week's podcast, we'll be breaking down all of the latest news that has dropped from the past week involving Mariners in the A-League and FFA Cup and talking about the greatest Mariners midfielders, and in the following episode, talking about the Mariners striking department as well. Um, so hopefully this has brought you some entertainment and some, you know, get, get sort of, you know, taking you back through memory lane um, through some of our golden years there with some of the fantastic players we've had here playing at the Central Coast Mariners. And you can find Coast Watch Football on all of the platforms, as I mentioned earlier, of course, the video podcast, which is on the Coast Watch Football YouTube. Please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel because there is some really exciting content coming up. Um, FIFA 22 is just around the corner. And I can tell you right now, we're going to be having some FIFA 22 related content dropping, which again is going to be going to be a great way to build up some excitement for the upcoming A-League season. So, hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to, to, to drop a like, to drop a review on, on your podcast platform, wherever you'd like to do that. And uh, feel free to share it with a friend. If you've got some Mariners fans who um, would you think would enjoy this podcast or even better, if you've got a Mariners, that Mariners fan, everyone's got this Mariners fan, right? Who's sort of just on the fence, casual, or maybe they're like a fan of like a team in Europe and you think, man, nah, that, you know, you should really be supporting our local team. I think it'd be really cool to get involved with the Mariners fan base. Maybe get them in listening to this podcast um, so and, and, and get them involved in the page because we'd love to make this a really sort of community environment. Get the, Getting the conversation started with you guys and uh, man, it's going to be so much fun. So again, guys, thank you so much for tuning into these episodes and for the kind words and for the support. I really enjoy bringing these podcast episodes to you guys. Have a great week. We are slowly getting closer to kickoff and I'll see you guys in the next episode.